Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fangs True Blood Podcast. This week we're discussing Season 4, Episode 7 of True Blood, The Cold Grey Light of Dawn. Uh, first up we have a couple of listeners' comments. Uh, first is from Carlin Backer, and uh, he or she, sorry I don't know, uh, says, <laughs> love your show, one of the best True Blood podcasts out there. So I was thinking, if I might bother you guys with my far-fetched theory, when the Panthers refer to the Sky People... They actually mean sky fairies, who in the human realm would look like regular people. In the books, there are several types of fairies, such as water and sky clans. Sookie and Jason are both part sky fairy, and taking into account that the werepanthers might have sky fairy ancestry in them as well, Jason might still turn out special. Or maybe Jessica's blood screwed up the transformation. Or he is already a werepanther and doesn't need the full moon, only the will and knowledge to change. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the next show. Wow, that's a, that's, that's a, some that's a good theory. Yeah, I, like the, good I like the I like the sky people of fairies theory. I can roll with that. I can roll with that. So uh, thank you. And if anyone else wants um, wants to contact us, so uh, you can you can via Facebook, Twitter, email, or through our website. Okay, should we do the episode recap? Yep, onto the episode recap. Okay, the episode opens surprisingly with the awesome game Plants vs Zombies. Plants vs Zombies. Yes. Um, it's being played by Katarina on her iPad. I love this. This is my favourite game at the it's moment. It's an awesome game. I, th- I think it's better than Angry Birds. I think it is better than Angry Birds. <laughs> Download Plants vs Zombies. <laughs> uh, Antonia, who is now in position of Marnie's body, uses Lewis to glamour Katarina into moving Bill's mercenary death squad out of the way, then snaps her neck. And, and Bill don't seem that bothered that uh, his fuck buddy has been na- neck snapped. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he's probably got a queue of them. He's, yeah, he's got a whole whole line of fuck buddies out there, I reckon. Um, Antonia tells Louis not to bite Katerina. Uh, is this sort of is this said? So it won't be the smell of blood. That's what I kind of assumed watching it. Is so that the other vampires in the house won't smell the blood and know something's up. Something's up. Uh, so Tara and Naomi, meanwhile, are getting their asses kicked by Pam. Uh, it turns out two cage-fighting lesbos um, and no match for a vampire, even if she does have leprosy. And chunks of Pam's flesh are flying off and she's just about to kill Tara. And, we're... and we are willing her on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on, Pam. Uh, we're the team Pam. Uh, when the two fat gossiping Merlots extra show up yeah. with a posse of camera phones, they're the ones, I think, I think it was last season or the season before, they said... They'd like to wear Sam like a scrunchie. Do you remember I could wear him like a scrunchie? What's wrong with her fucking face? (laughs) (laughs) There's zombies now? (laughs) There should be zombies. We're bringing zombies next season. Uh, It turns out that the networks offer good money for vamp attack footage. Uh, A bit like an X-rated you've been framed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pam is not happy that they mistake her for a zombie and tells Tara she'll get around to making confetti out of her soon. Um... Otherwise, Bill would have had her, had her executed if the footage had gone out, pretty yeah, much. Presumably, yeah. Um, it, I had to watch it like three times before I worked out she said confetti. Confetti? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't realise that. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Is that because her face is falling <laughs> off? Yeah, too many, yeah, her face is falling off. She can't speak. Okay, so meanwhile, um, down in Mexico way, uh, Lafayette and Jesus are still locked in Grandpa's shack. And they are freaking out about, about the snake-biting ritual. Uh, when Don Bartolo emerges from his boudoir and tells them he had to make Lafayette see what he is capable of. As he is a medium. And Lafayette points out, quite rightly, that he could have just told him. But I guess that wouldn't have been as exciting for us to watch. So I, I was confused. So um, he said to him in Mexican, uh, you have the magic. Yes. And Lafayette understood what he said in oh. Mexican. So does Lafayette... 
Well, he's been. I suppose he's been living with Jesus for a year, so maybe he's picked up a he's bit. Had of a the, bit of Mexican. Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's had Mexican cock for a year. You know, he's, he knows some Mexican words. He's learning the Mexican. He, know, he knows the Mexican <laughs> from magic. So obviously, that's what Jesus has been saying to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a listener comment about this. Uh, Mona said, uh, "In listening to this week's podcast, I heard that you were unsure as to who Tia Luca is. Uh, Tio means uncle in Spanish, so Tia Luca." is Jesus' uncle. Hope this helps. It does. Thank you, Mona. That does help. Does I did Mona. not know that. Thank you. Um, so does this mean that they're not taking the awesome old Mexican dude back to Bon Tomps then? I guess think? not. I guess they know they've got the magic. They can leave the Mexican dude behind. That's a shame. I wanted to see him drinking him a lot so he'd fit in well. Oh, there's still time, isn't there? Yeah, bring him in as a main character. <laughs> uh, it's still from Full Moon and uh, Debbie and Elseed are getting initiated into the Shreveport, Shreveport, the Shreveport Wolf Pack. Uh, there's a dead stag involved. Um, so, do, Alden, do they kill the stag when they're wolves, or do they kill it when they're humans? What do you reckon? Oh, I think it'd be easier to kill it as a wolf, wouldn't it? It'd be oh, more fun, probably, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon they kill as wolves. Yeah, I hope they do. <laughs> and also, it's nice to see some proper pack action, isn't it? Yeah. As opposed to just Elsie kind of moping around and fun it's, chasing it's good Sophie. to see there's loads of nice lady werewolves for Debbie to become friends with. Yeah, yeah. And lots of. Hopefully they've all got motorbikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, I thought it was a shame that they didn't all shift into loads of wolves. Yeah, I thought that's what they was going to do, like yeah. in the old pack. I think the, yeah, the other pack initiation was cool, wasn't it? With the crowd surfing and branding and drug drink, uh, blood drinking and stuff. Yeah, this, this, this pack isn't as cool, is it? But then, is it time? Is it, is there I'm sure there's yeah, some there's underlying... more to them, isn't yes. there? Um, Debbie's a bit paranoid about Alcide's feelings for Suki. Um, but she's surprisingly good-natured when she suggests they check that she's okay. <laughs> Did you go, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, Debbie? <laughs> uh, they then indulge in a spot of dogging and watch Eric boning Suki. <clears throat> Debbie should be pleased about this because it means that Suki's getting her cock action elsewhere and she won't come uh, like sniffing around, around El Cid. Yeah, because I think Debbie, Debbie's quite paranoid. Yeah, so um, she, should, she should think, oh, well, Suki's got a vampire, she's not interested in my wolfman. Yeah. Uh, Do you think there's some sort of significance to them seeing this? Debbie use it against Suki in the future. Yeah, I'm sure there's some way. There's some Debbie Suki face off coming up. I'm sure. Or maybe Debbie was just thinking, "Hey, that looks fun. Maybe we could all join in." So it'd be a little werewolf vampire fairy foursome. foursome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next episode, double double team action. Okay, so back in his palace, King Bill is pouring blood from a posh decanter into a brandy glass uh, when Louis shows up and shoots him in the stomach with a silver bullet. Oh. <laughs> Billy's totally gangster though and he reaches for his own gun and shoots back. Yeah. yeah. Don't fuck with King Bill. They wrestle for the ceremonial stake and Bill uh, gets the upper hand despite being younger. Uh, Bill tries to question Louis but he just says, Resurrection! And then stakes himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were confused by that because we thought... We- we couldn't work out what was happening. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that he grabbed Bill by the bollocks. Because <laughs> Bill kind of done a kind of look. And maybe, I thought, oh, that's the look of a, a bollock grab. <laughs> maybe maybe he grabbed Bill's wound. Maybe he grabbed Bill's silver bullet wound. But yeah, Bill obviously wants um, to keep Lewis alive because yeah, cause he looks pretty pissed off when Lewis kind of explodes all over him. <laughs> and do you remember, Eric, I think this is only the second time we've been we've seen a vampire get hit by... A silver flying object because Eric got hit by a silver shrapnel in season two. 
Do you remember? Mm. And he got Sookie to suck it out. And he yes. said, oh, I need you to suck, suck yes. it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bill says, no, you didn't have to suck it out. Yeah, they yeah. just worked their way out. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Eric. <laughs> um, so it's time for some more Tara angst. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she tells Naomi that everyone she gets with ends up dead. Um not true, really, is it? That's not true. Eggs and Franklin are dead, but... Uh, Sam's okay. And and she kissed Jason last season, he's okay. For now, yes. Yeah, so that's 50-50, Tara, of your boyfriends have ended up dead, so I'd say that's pretty good. Do, do we feel that the show misses Franklin? <laughs> yes! Now that him and Russell and Sophie Ann are all dead, are, they, are we missing them? Are yeah, they, we need, a, we need they, a psycho vampire in True Blood again. Yeah. We need a crazy vampire. I know, I know he was working... Um, for for Russell, but it was kind of a lone vampire. I think we need a lone crazy vampire again. Yeah, we need some more vampires showing up. Because that's what Bill was initially, wasn't it? He was like a lone. He was like an outsider. Yeah, well, vampire. we thought he was. Yeah, that's what I mean. But he was, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and then predictably, Tara breaks up with Naomi to protect her. <laughs> <sighs> Is this the last time we will see Naomi? Maybe they'll bring her back so Pam can kill her. Maybe Pam will kill her and send Tara yeah. her head in a box. Or, or do like a face swap. Because her, her face is proper fucked up. Wow, that would be messed up. Like that, like that great film. <laughs> well, like Face Off. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Okay, so Jason is at home and he's doing handstand push-ups, which I like to do a few of them myself every day. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's got his boxing gloves on and he's having sexual fantasies about Jessica. How fit is he? <laughs> that's no body double, is it? No, that's some serious yoga that he's been doing. That's like an action man body. That's like Bruce Lee physique. It's craziness. Um, yeah, I reckon he must work out once or twice. It's good that they show him working out, though, isn't it? Because otherwise, you'd think, hey, how is he living in Bon Tomp and he's a cop and he's that fit? But they show how he gets that fit, so that's cool. So there's a knock at the door, and Jason is anxious about opening it, uh, probably because he assumes it'll be Psycho Rapist Crystal. It's a fair assumption, but fortunately, it's Hoyt at the door. <laughs> and it's, it's weird that, uh, kind of funny, that Jason calls Hoyt Bubba because that's <laughs> hey, Vampire. El- yeah, that's Vampire Elvis's name in the books. So is that like a shout oh, out? It's like yeah. a shout out to the books. Yeah, Bubba. Is is Hoyt? Is Hoyt's character kind of the same as Bubba? What, what, what a Vampire Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's the same sort of mentality and. Sort of oh no, no 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 Bubba's no. like real yeah no Bubba's a bit re- bit um bit special needs bit special bit special, bit special yeah Bubba's really special yeah. yeah he's a special person yeah um so Hoyt is worried that him and Jessica are drifting apart and he tells Jason she's spending the night at Vampire Bill's it's funny that even though there's tons of other vampires in the show now and Bill's kind of Hoyt's father-in-law <laughs> yeah. he still calls him Vampire Bill yeah we like that don't we it's forever Vampire Bill to Hoyt um, Hoyt is concerned about Jason following his Panther Gang rape experience, uh, but Jason's too fixated on his lust for Jessica to dwell on it. Should he be more bothered, or should he look like he's more bothered? People have kind of complained about this that Tara kind of got raped by Franklin and she's been really traumatised by it, but Jason gets raped by like 20 different girls and he's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. But there may be the kind of adrenaline rush of having the vampire blood has kind of took his mind away from it. Or maybe, yeah. And the joy of finding he's not a panther. Maybe he's kind of put the gang rape part to the back of his mind. The, the, I think the gang rape thing he's probably not too bothered about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shouldn't say anymore, but yeah. I, men and women see it differently. Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> it's controversial, controversial. <laughs> so, yeah, so they decide to have some sloppy joes. Yeah, we'd never heard of these, nope. and, and we was curious. I, I thought it was a T-shirt, to be honest. I, I, I just assumed it was sort of bacon, eggs... Sausages all fried up together in a, in a big sandwich. But <laughs> that we, sounds good. We googled it and we found out that it's 
sort of minced meat in a tomato sauce in a bun. So it's kind of like a bolognese sauce in a bun. And to me, that sounds awesome. It looks good. It look, we looked at pictures, yeah. I think We're it needs good. a bit of cheese. A bit of cheese yeah. sprinkled in it for maximum taste. I might make a vegetarian one. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> aside from Sloppy Joe's, uh, Jason is relieved that Hoyt doesn't know what happened between him and Jessica the previous night. But he's a bit guilt-tripped when Hoyt says it would kill him to lose Jessica. Uh, meanwhile, Bill explains to Jessica that a 400-year-old witch ghost possessing an old lady is about to fuck them all by making them walk into the sun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jessica's a bit shocked that Antonio would try to kill millions of vampires, uh, but Bill points out that improbability doesn't stop extremists. Which is quite true, yes. So if there are millions of vampires, and they've right. been killing humans since the dawn of time... Yeah. Uh, does that mean that all these unexplained disappearances and mysteries that are in the world, are they possibly caused by vampires? Yeah, so when you hear about oh, X amount of people going missing every year, you can assume that in the true blood world it's because they've been taken off by vampires, just I suppose. Getting, yeah, there's like a munch. Or maybe vampires kind of go to war zones and take advantage of wars mm. to drink from some people there, perhaps? Uh, yeah, at night. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill convenes his three remaining sheriffs and issues the order that all the vampires should be advised to leave Louisiana, and those who remain should spend the day in silver to prevent them prevent them from walking to their true deaths. What? So, what would you choose, then? Um, do you think some vampires just not bother and think it's all a load of... Load of <laughs> they load think, of oh, shut up, King Bill. Oh, come on, you're just mad King Bill. <laughs> I think I'd go for the... I'd leave Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> I'd head off to LA or something, given the choice. So, also, so, yeah, yeah, I think I'd leave the state, yeah. Yeah, rather than Definitely. deal with all the silver trauma, come on. Yes. Um, so, meanwhile, Eric and Suki reenact the Kama Sutra on the floor and on the couch and in the bed. And then they realise they lost their clothes in the forest. So, does this mean that they hump their way home <laughs> naked? That's awesome. <laughs> move a few feet at a time. <laughs> like a mental image of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like two miles down the road humping. <laughs> or did they play a little bit of naked catch me as you can in the woods to get home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are the deleted scenes for the, for the Blu-ray release. Um, but fortunately, this means no more Eric in that terrible sleeveless hoodie. Oh, thank God for that. When Eric gets his memories back, he's going to think, No! Yeah. I spent all that time in that sleeveless hoodie! <laughs> so, uh, Suki's pleased that Amnesia Eric hasn't forgotten how to give good loving. Um, even even if- though he has lost his memory and lost his dress sense. Yes. And oh god, that would be a letdown, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if he'd forgotten everything. Uh, Eric says that he doesn't want to—he uh, doesn't want his memories back in case he goes back to being a douchebag. Uh, but Suki wants him to remember, even though she says she'd never have let the old Eric boink her. Boink her. <laughs> um, so if it comes down to it, will Eric ask for the curse not to be lifted? Perhaps. Um, <clears> also, perhaps. Well, yeah. I think old Eric would just just be like really pissed off at cheesy. He is. How, how cheesy he's been with the amnesia. Yeah, I think, oh my God, I said those things. Oh my God, I wore that hoodie. <laughs> Jesus. Is Suki going to still love him if he gets his memories back? Well, that would, will that depend on how he is? Oh. If he gets his memories back, I think he's going to be exactly the same. <laughs> how many episodes till he gets his memory back? Well, we on episode seven. I reckon... Nine or ten? Yeah, I, episode I'm, nine or ten? I'm thinking nine. I'm going to go for nine. You going for ten? I'm going to go for ten. Okay, episode ten. Okay, so meanwhile, uh, back at Fantasia, um, Pam is getting a skin pill from supernatural Dr. Ludwig. Yay, at last! <laughs> <laughs> I 
at last, well, at last we see Fantasia again, because that place is cool. But also, yay, we see Dr. Ludwig again. Uh, she was awesome uh, when she fixed Suki's mainhead scratches, wasn't she? Yeah, that was in season... Yeah. At the start of season two, that was the only time we've seen her. And I think she's in the books more frequently, so fans have kind of been crying out for a bit of Dr. Ludwig action, so it's good to see her back. So Pam, Pam doesn't really enjoy the experience, nope. and shouts up, Cena is at Ludwig. Can't! I'm going to use you as a hand warmer! <laughs> Etc. Uh, the doctor can make Pam pretty again, but Pam will have to buy bulk injections from her. <laughs> oh, six, six a day, wasn't it? No, six. six. Four, six, four times a day? Yeah. In, two in the buttocks, two. two in the temple, and two somewhere else? In the arms? In the arms, maybe? Yeah. Uh, fans have speculated for a while that Dr. Ludwig could be the person that could fix Jessica's hymen problem. You know where her virginity keeps growing back, uh, like growing back every time. Oh, Do you remember okay. they've not mentioned that for ages. Yeah. But I think Dr. Ludwig could sort that out for Jessica. I could sort that out for her. <laughs> okay, so Tommy's in hospital after his skinwalking adventure, and him and Sam have to convince the doctor that there's nothing wrong with their normally higher shapeshift of body temperatures. That must be a pain every time you go to hospital. <laughs> oh well, I'm just hot. Was it a temperature of 105? Yeah, yeah no, I can't remember. I think it was 105. <laughs> And it's cool. I thought it was cool that you could still see the chain marks on Tommy's neck. Did you yes, notice that? Yes. It's good continuity. Yeah. Because I noticed in a lot of shows, someone will get punched in the face or something, and there'll be no bruises by the next episode. <laughs> like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, people are getting the shit kicked out of them every episode, and there's no bruises. Oh, we love it, though. We love it anyway. But um, it's good that there's bruises in True Blood. Okay, so Bill shows up on Sookie's doorway and is surprisingly calm and reasonable about her shagging amnesia, Eric. <laughs> he's totally fine. So is Bill playing the long game? I think so. Does he know full well that Sookie won't be interested in Eric once he gets his memory back? I think that's what he's thinking. <laughs> I think he's thinking, fine, I'll let it all play out. I'll, I'll, I'll play it cool. So, so, you're, so you're suggesting then that Bill does want Sookie back? Bill is still... Still I smitten for Sookie. He's still smitten, I think. Maybe, but at the same time, I think maybe he thinks it's too dangerous them being together. Are we disappointed that when when he knocks on the door and, uh, or shouts the door, <laughs> he doesn't say like, <laughs> he can't do it? Come Sookie. He doesn't say it like that anymore. He doesn't does say he? it in the kind of yeah. He doesn't say it in the traditional Bill manner anymore. Come on, Bill. We want to hear Sookie. He just said it normally. I was so upset. I was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Bill explains that the witch spell situation and everything, and uh, and he leaves Eric some handy silver chains. So yeah. So if he wanted to be cunty, yeah, he didn't. He didn't have to tell Eric to he, go to sleep yeah. in silver. He could. Yeah. He could have not bothered telling them anything. He could have just left them, and then Eric would have died the next day, and he could have gone. Oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you. So would Bill want Eric as he is now on his side? Would he still want him as a, a, sh- a sheriff? Maybe not as a sheriff, but he definitely wanted him on his side because now Eric's more of an asset because he actually respects Bill and does what he's told. So he's a bit of a bit of a Bill Arslick. Yeah, now he is. Yeah, yeah now he's all like my liege. Eric would hate. <laughs> Eric would hate himself, <laughs> wouldn't he? Eric's gonna hate himself. Yeah. Oh, also, in in defence of Bill, it could be said that maybe he just wants Sookie to be happy. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he's thinking, oh, Eric can keep us safe. Oh, maybe yeah. they should stay together. But no, I think he's playing the long game. He thinks, no, Eric's going to get his memories back. He's I'm probably... going to sort out this witch. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. He's probably thinking, he doesn't know what's going to happen when the spell starts. No. So maybe he's thinking, if he didn't chain Eric down, it could end up hurting Suki. Eric could end yeah. up hurting Suki. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good on you, Bill. We love <laughs> you, Bill. Okay, so uh, meanwhile, Tara is uh, predictably stumbling around in the dark with a bottle of whiskey, shouting out for Pam to come and get her. Ah, <sighs> Tara. And but... T- Antonio shows up 
And do you know what's really funny? Fans online have been calling her Montonia, <laughs> <laughs> which really makes me laugh. Montonia, but it's too hard to say, so I'm not going to say it. So, are we, so is this is this the Marnie actress lady doing the voice? Are we, are we thinking it's her doing Antonia's voice? I was voice? shocked because it sounded so similar to the other actress's voice that I wondered if it was dubbed. Were you suggesting maybe it's edited to change the pitch? Yeah. Perhaps. The tone and... Yeah, possibly. Or maybe it's just really good acting. Good acting. Good acting. Let's go with good acting. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, Montonia suggests... Um, she senses Tara's rage and she offers her the chance to join the dark side, <laughs> which Tara accepts. Yes. And what's cool as well, um, going back to the acting, is Marnie's kind of entire stance... And the way she walks and her body language has all changed. I like, she I like, noticed that. I like the way she's done it a couple of times in a couple of different scenes. I like the way she flicks her head and her eyebrow up when she's <laughs> kind of. You, you know yeah, she's I mean. powerful, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's, she, yeah. That's Whereas some, before she was all kind of mousy and. That's some good at. Some good at. Yeah. Okay, so back at Bill's, preparations are being made and dozens of, guard, dozens of guards are swarming around, making the house light tight with some nice blinds. Handy, yeah. Um, in the bunker. Bucky is making a bit of a hash of putting the silver on Jessica. Uh, so Bill takes over. Can you remember, has Jessica had silver before I by this point? don't think so. I don't think she has, has she? No. She's been in some fights. She's been bitten by Russell, but I don't remember her having silver before. No. Uh, so Bill feels bad about hurting her, so he crucially does not put the silver chains around her neck. Oh! Bill, Bill no! Come on! Don't be sentimental! Uh, and he, and he, asks, he asks Bucky to put twice as much on himself. Obviously, obviously yeah, the, the stronger that the vampire, the more chains they need. So, meanwhile, at Fantasia, um, <laughs> Ginger gives Pam her injections. Ooh. And we see that Pam's skin is growing back nicely. Although she still does look fucked up. Yes, the great, really great makeup effects. Yeah, the growing back skin. That <laughs> looked really, really gross. Well, what, what was the a bit earlier where she actually pulled the skin off of the, the dead skin that, that was awesome effect as that well. was awesome yeah but the kind of the new skin that's growing looks good as well and so Ginger tucks Pam in with silver chain mail Ooh. fuck me <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny that Pam has um, pink sparkly coffin and she's got a pink fluffy slippers yes. next to her coffin I, I kind Are of you... think I'm not sure if I'm remembering this rightly Pam's house is really pink in the books I might be wrong here so Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of remember having a really pink house. Pink fluffy slippers and a pink sparkly coffee. Yeah. That's, that's good enough. That's what I'd go for if I was a vampire lady. Uh, so meanwhile, in Eric's cubby, Suki wraps him in silver chains and and he needs much more than the other vampires as Eric is the strongest. Yes. Eric says that the silver makes him feel drained of energy. So what's it? It's like being really stoned. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't possibly move. I need pizza. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so how do they do that smoking chain effect? Well, I don't know. We go for what do you reckon? Is it is it real? Is it little smoke pellets in the chains, or is it CGI? Yeah, what do you I, think? I kind of had, yeah, I kind of think they're sort of plastic chains with perspirations and smoke is sort of pumped through them somehow. Was that too much? Know. That sounds like is it just a bit? Is it really simple to do with CGI? I, we don't know. Was it just dry ice capsules on your body or something? Like that? <laughs> we'll we'll find out. Uh, so, so also, does this mean that all the vampires must need human assistance for this? They can't just put the silver on themselves, can they? They need someone to put the silver on them, and they need someone to take it all off. You can't, yeah. And knife them. Yeah. So they do need like a human friend Could to help you put them it on out. Yourself, though, if you started at your ankles and then worked your way up. Or, or if you was wearing you gloves, just... but then your yeah. arms would still be free. Yeah. I suppose oh, yeah. you'd have to do it and then take the gloves off. 
No, I think you need a buddy. I think you need a human buddy to sort this out. Okay, meanwhile, on their way back from their super speedy trip to Mexico, <laughs> um, Lafayette and Jesus stop at a service station. Jesus explains that Uncle Luca was a healer with magical powers and says that Marnie and Lafayette are the only people he's ever met who are true mediums. So does this mean that Lafayette is the, the go-to guy for help with the witches? Yeah. Um, he could, like, conjure up a spirit that's more powerful than Antonio and have, like, ghost wars. Yes. <laughs> is that where it's going? Yeah. Yes. I hope so. Okay, so Tara heads a witch recruitment drive and persuades Holly to join them. Uh, Tara tells her that Marnie's getting stronger and doesn't spill the beans about Marnie being possessed. Yeah. Would that turn people off, do you think? Do you think they'd be a little scared? Yeah, come and join me and Marnie. Oh, by the way, Marnie's possessed. Um, she was raped by vampires and wants to kill them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's hang out with her. Yeah. Hmm. And the other witches promise to bring their buddies along, except for the beardy guy <laughs> who doesn't have any friends. Aww. We believe him. <laughs> so come on, who would you side with? Um, who would you side with? Would you be a part of Marnie's crew? Sorry, Antonia's crew? Or... or no, I'm gonna. I'd go for. I'd ask for Katerina's job now that the vacancy oh, is available. Because like then you get to wear all the SWAT gear and stuff, and shaking Bill. and shaking Bill as well. So Oof. it's a win-win job, isn't it? Um, <laughs> not really. And the and the witches—they're like hippies. Yeah. I think of it as the vampires are the punks and the witches are the hippies. Ugh. Fuck the hippies. <laughs> nah, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I know you're into your you're into your Grateful Dead thing at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Do you think Tara's going to remain on the witch's side, or is she going to change her allegiance when she sees that they're going to kill all these oh, no, no. vampires? No, no, no. Tara's going to remain on the witch side. Do you think so? Yeah, she's had when... too much vampire shit. But when Suki finds out, Suki's going to be like, Tara, I'm, I'm your best buddy. I'm siding with the vampires. What are you doing? No, I think Tara's going to... Tara and Suki could fall out over this, but I believe Tara will stay as a vampire slayer. That is her new calling. You think so? Oh, yeah. maybe, yeah, yeah. Okay, so chained in silver and wait and await in the spell, Bill apologises to Jessica for turning her into a vampire. Um, but she tells him that she's glad he did, as he's way cooler than her human parents. Yeah, he took her to Dallas yeah. and showed her how to glamour people. Taught her ninja skills. And they killed some werewolves together. Yeah. Yeah. Stick with Bill. Stick with Dad Dad Bill. So Jessica is worried that she no longer loves Hoyt. But Bill assures her that at their heart they are all human. And it also, interestingly, he shows empathy with Antonia's cause, acknowledging that vampires uh, should have expected reprisals for the centuries of debauchery that they've uh, carried out. And so he vows yeah. to do good. He's had a good run. Um, yeah. He confirms he's 175. So at this point, the show must be set in 2010? Because he was born in 1835. Yes. 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 So, OK. Meanwhile, Eric thinks that maybe he should die if he's as big an arsehole as he's heard. Uh, but Suki tells him that he saved her in the Church of the Fellowship of the Sun. Does she change this story? I was watching, I was thinking, hang on. She changes this story to make him feel better about himself. That's a good theory, Because yeah. all he thinks about himself is that he's been a complete arsehole. Yeah, so she's like, oh, you saved me. But she, yeah, no, it was kind of Godric that he was saving, really, wasn't it? Yes. At the time. Maybe he cared for her a little bit at the time, but I'm sure it was more Godric. If you had to choose between saving her and Godric, it'd be Godric, wouldn't it? Yeah, obviously, yeah. So, okay, meanwhile, um, Sam calls Luna. But he's confused when she tells him... Fuck you. <laughs> Is he wondering if she's on her period or something? He's thinking, oh my God. Oh, mixed what, signals. What am I getting involved with? Oh, women. <laughs> uh, he visits her at work and she thinks he must be on drugs um, if he doesn't remember shagging her and kicking her out of his trailer. So they put two and two together and realise that 
little shit Tommy <laughs> is a skinwalker too. Um, Sam's reaction was like Luke Skywalker's, right, really? When uh, he realised his aunt and uncle had been killed. Yeah. <laughs> but that means... No! <laughs> What's it? What's the quote? Uh, but that mean. But that would... That, but that would mean... Back they... to home. That's it. <laughs> That is it, so you know your Star Wars. That's it. And and also, Luna confirms here that skinwalking causes the sickness. So does this mean that every time you skinwalk, you start vomiting blood? Or do you just kind of get used to it? Or do you get... Oh, no, 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 because Luna's mum was dead, wasn't she, when she skinwalked? I was going to say, maybe it makes you more ill if you skinwalk as someone who's still alive. But Luna's mum was dead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I still think it's weird that he skinwalked as Sam and not as the mum. I think that's... It should have been the mum. But that wouldn't have been as fun, would it? Anyway, no. later on, Sam scares the crap out of Tommy by going all ape shit on him and strangling him and stuff. Um, but, but Tommy denies responsibility, saying, I didn't do it! Is he telling the truth? Does, you know, does a skinwalking act make you subconsciously act as the other person somehow? Possibly? Possibly, yeah, because he did look pretty truthful when he said that. But then, but then, why, wasn't did he, me. But then why did he go all mean on Luna and kick her out? Kick her out well, did he just do that because he was about to throw up a load of blood? Maybe. Hmm. Or because he thought he was going to turn back and he didn't want her to see him turn back, maybe? That's the only... Because yeah. otherwise you'd go for second... You'd go for the second go, wouldn't you? He's got yeah, Luna there. Yeah, you've done, you've done the first quick one. You might as well, you know... Yeah. You might as well it out. Go for, yeah, take two. Get some of your respect back. Yeah. So anyway, Holly's, <laughs> Holly's about to have a date with Andy and Arlene gives her all the dirt on the Bellefleur clan. Apparently the house is falling apart. And they don't really have any money, and the old grannies are drunk. So um, I think that's kind of referring to the books. Because when I saw the house before, I thought, "Oh, the house looks a bit tidy, a bit clean." Because in the house, it's um, in the book, the Bellfleur house is kind of a bit derelict and falling apart. Oh, really? Is it like a big posh house, but but kind of needs bad repairs doing? Yeah, okay, kind so of more like Bill's house was earlier. So Andy, he screws up the date in every way imaginable. Um, he tells her the grocery store flowers were on sale. <gasps> he acts weirdly because he hadn't had his fix of food. <laughs> I haven't had any food. I've not had any food. I like the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it looks he, like he's about to vomit over her, basically, doesn't he? And then basically he just runs away, taking his crappy flowers with him. And do you remember when he mentioned that he stayed in the same hotel as Holly? I think he's referring to, I think in season two, he hides out in, ho- in a motel during all the Mary Ann craziness. When he's drinking a lot. Yeah, I think that's what he's talking about. Okay, so meanwhile, Lafayette is back at work in the kitchen. Really? Really? That quickly? <laughs> <laughs> he's a good worker. Yeah. Um, and he sees Mikey's ghost lady. Who we learned from the credits is called Mavis. Um, she's singing to the baby in Louisiana French Creole. And uh, the ghost lady refers to herself as Mama. So is she a good ghost? She seems like a nice ghost. I mean, she gave she gave Lafayette a nice smile, didn't she? She's it's like she's defending baby Mikey, baby Mikey against evil spirits because it was like some other spirit caused the fire in the house, but she removed him from the house. Maybe. So is she attached to the baby because she lost her own? Maybe see that's what the way it seems, isn't it? Does she come with a doll? Is she? It's like, like she's haunting the doll, but she's become fixated on the baby. Maybe I don't know. Or is serial killer haunting the doll, and she's she's like the baby's fairy godmother kind of protector oh, I, I think I don't know maybe Rene because Lafayette did see Rene's ghost so maybe his ghost will come into it as well I'd like to see some more Rene hmm. 
So, okay, even though we're itching to see what's happening with the vampires, we have to yawn our way through uh, an Elsie, Debbie, awkward love scene. Oh, who cares? Oh, who yeah. cares? Well, tired all of a sudden. Oh, she's implausibly jealous of Suki, but he assures her that she's the psycho bitch for him. Does, does she sense something special about Suki? Because she's got a bit why of a... Is she, yeah, why is she so jealous? I don't get it. Thing, isn't she? He's not, he's not even kissed her or anything, has he? I don't remember. Um, f- fans have been speculating, though, that Debbie will go crazy and succumb to the V. And, and then release Russell. Ooh. I think that's yeah. I think that's a pretty sound theory that she she'll find out from Elseed where Russell's um, Russell was interred in concrete, and then she'll go and, and dig him out as revenge. Season five, folks. Season five. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Antonia makes an awesome entrance into the magic shop, yeah. and she's got a sexy new outfit to go with her new, her new walk and a new accent, and she's looking good. All the witches are like, "What the fuck." <laughs> Um, when she tells them that she's controlling Marnie's body. But uh, but most of them are quite down with it. Yeah, they're like, okay, a bit of possession, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, Antonia tells them that the time has come to go to war with the vampires once more. But why now? It doesn't make any sense. Because surely the vampires are less of a threat than ever. Now, That's... because the Magister said that their numbers are really low. And now the humans know how to identify them and kill them. And they've got a blood substitute to drink, so they're not killing as many people. So why... Surely there'd be a better she's time to go got, to She's war. just got an internal hatred of what, they, what they've done to her and put her through and other people. But why didn't she come out in a medium and possess a medium at another point in maybe, time? Maybe Marnie's the first person to call on her. To maybe. try and get her to... She, she did ask her to use her body, didn't she? Oh, maybe, I suppose so, yeah. So maybe yeah, she, that's needed, very maybe true. she needed the invite. Yes, that's a good point, Paul. Good point. Um, she tells them they have an advantage over vampires as they have immortal human souls. But surely the vampires have immortal souls as well. And they have immortal bodies too. No, because vampires, when you die, you lose your soul. So the soul's just got... Ah, oh, okay, what you're saying... When That's you... different vampire rules, isn't it? Oh, is it? It depends. Have they still got their soul? I think they've still got their souls, haven't they? They're still capable of loving. No. I'll, I'll... That's kind of what Bill was saying to Jessica. That oh, at your core, wait. you're still human. But Marnie's, um, Antonia's saying the opposite. But then you've got the animal instincts of... Killing and biting and eating people. But they're still the same person deep hmm. within... I think. Yeah, because yeah, because saying that Jessica feels bad about not loving Hoyt. Yeah. So she's got She's still got a human soul. So anyway, Antonia leads the spell and the witches all chant and it's like how do they learn the words that quickly? Um No, it's because they're in a circle, isn't it? Well you think they I'm just assuming because they're in a circle, it's just coming through their strong their strong. It's coming group. through her, the voice. She's kind of speaking through all of them. Yeah, they're all getting it. They're all, they're all on the same level. Because I was thinking, what, did she hand like, like yeah, no. a worksheet first with all the, the words written all, out? All, as, as Ken Casey would say, they're all, they're all synced. They're all synced, yeah, I like it. So Jason goes to Sookie's to give her the good news about him not being a panther, but she's too preoccupied with Eric's cries of pain to give a fuck. And uh, Jason is surprisingly on the ball and realises he has to help Jessica, so he runs to Bill's house. Okay, so as the spell takes effect... Ginger rides Pam's vibrating coffin rodeo style <laughs> to stop her escaping. <laughs> Everyone's favourite scene this episode. Uh, Tara Buck, Buick. Buck. Has, sorry, Tara Buck has said that we will see Ginger's backstory at some point. Hooray! And learn why she is Eric and Pam's slave. Any guesses? <laughs> is she just really into vampires? <laughs> or did she piss them off in some way? Maybe they saved her and she owes them. And yeah. I think they turn her one day. I'd like that. Hmm. I'd like Vampire Ginger. That'd be cool. Anyway, Maxine sees her neighbour Beulah Carter exit her house and burst into flames. So how come poor old Beulah didn't hear about it? Or did she just not believe King Bill's warning? 
Did she just think it was a bit of mumbo jumbo? Oh, fucking Bam. Bill. What's he on about? A load of bollocks. <laughs> or is she like a rogue vampire where she's not in the loop? Maybe this, maybe the other vampires aren't aware of her presence. She's kind of living covertly. I like the way that Hoyt's mum... Was it Hoyt's mum? Mm. What did she say? She said... I knew it! <laughs> yeah, I like that. She wasn't even surprised. <laughs> Empathy for, for her neighbour. Okay, so meanwhile, Bill and Jessica are powerless against the lure of the sun. And Jessica manages to break free of her insufficient chains and and back Bucky's... Bash. And bash Bucky's face... And steal his keys. Is he dead? Do you think Bucky's Bucky the big... No, he's just, he's just unconscious, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I like Bucky the security man. Yeah. Uh, Bill calls out, As your maker, I command you, unchain me! But it doesn't work. Why so, doesn't... So, so the, I'm confused about this because I thought when he released Jessica last season that that meant that wouldn't work anymore because when, when Lorena tried it on oh, him... Oh, yeah. He said, oh, that won't work. You released me. Hmm. So, so does he want her to release him so that he can save her? Or does he want her to release him so he can go and dance in the sunlight as well? well I think it's a bit of both, I reckon. I think he just purely wants a, a bit of suntan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, luckily though, uh, super, athlete, uh, super athlete Jason sprints to the house and tackles a guard, like football tackle style. <laughs> and I wondered why did the guard stop him? But he's wearing a cop uniform. Surely he should. Or as King Bill told him, don't even let the police in. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it could just be a guard dressed up pretending to be a cop. You've got to take yeah, these people down. Yeah, I suppose so. So as Jessica crawls to the front door, she hears a gunshot. So what are we thinking? The gunshot is that either Jason's shot. Well, Jason's going to have a gun. American yeah. police have guns, don't they? Our police don't really have guns. But. Our police need guns this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. London, Fuck yeah. London is burning. London is burning. Even our town. Even our town. Is, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, we're taking a risk doing this podcast tonight. Yeah, we've got windows bricked in a minute. Oh, God. <laughs> I reckon Jason pulled out his gun and but shot the guy. Just shot the guy in the leg or he didn't yeah. shoot him dead. I reckon the guy's wearing a plated vest anyway. Yeah, I reckon he shot him in the leg. So Jessica, she, yeah, so she hears the gunshot and throws the doors open to meet the sun. Best cliffhanger ever. Oh. <laughs> I think neither of them are dead. So so what are we expecting? Both are okay. Jason's going to shoot the guy. We're expecting a dive in Jason. Jason's going to shove her in. Is she still going to be stronger than him though? What's he going to do? He's going to have to shove her down the stairs and he doesn't even he's, know there's a big bunker there, does he? He's going to have to keep fighting her back, isn't he? Because she's going to want to keep... Yeah. Going towards the sun. He's going to have to get her back in that cell somehow. Well, she'll be all burnt up. Are we thinking think she's so, going to take yeah. a bit of a crisping? Oh, yeah, Chris, yeah, then she'll have to drink his blood to heal. So, is that the best cliffhanger ever? I'm struggling to remember the other cliffhangers right now. <sighs> Off the top of my head. That was a pretty intense cliffhanger. Because it's two beloved characters, isn't it? It's two beloved characters in peril. What's the other character? Was Jason? Oh, Jason right, might have yeah. been shot, mightn't he? Oh, right, yeah. No, Jason wasn't shot. Was no, it? <laughs> no. Maybe. Maybe he's shot, and he'll still go and save her. Maybe because his his adrenaline's so pumped up. Maybe he'll turn into a panther mm. and dive in as a panther and oh save her. Oh my god, that is it. I think I think we have a winner. Or maybe he'll just run in with his muscly body and his panther head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he runs in with a panther head, oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Die laughing. That'd be my favourite episode ever. <laughs> So, oh, this, so this episode um, was written by um, one of the writers, Alexander Wu, and mm. he writes some of the best episodes. He wrote season one, episode five, which was the one where Bill had his big speech in the church 
where Gran got killed. Yeah. And um, season two, episode eight, where Godric and Steve Newton have their big face-off in the church. And yeah, Marianne makes the cannibal pie out of the other bird's heart. Uh, season three, episode three, Bill's flashback to his, his son dying and, and twisting Lorena's head off. Yeah, that, so... That was, uh, sorry, head around, not yeah. off. <laughs> so Alexander Wu, we like you. You're, I think you're the best writer. I think. So the, the plot line's starting to converge? Yeah, it's like everyone's kind of been drawn into the witch war. Lafayette and Jesus are involved now. and Will Sam and Elsie get involved? Do we think? I reckon Sam's got to get involved in the werewolf pack at some point, and then maybe the werewolf pack get drawn into the witch war as well. I don't know. I'd like to see it all come together. Okay, so um, the Suki and Eric love storyline has been criticised in the press um, because having them romantically involved makes them less directly involved in the main action. Yeah, they've kind of... Yeah, I think it's... I, th- I think it's kind of made them less interesting. Just they need, they need, yeah, they need to be kind of have a bigger role to play. I think they're kind of becoming a bit peripheral. There wasn't much. Suki's supposed to be the main character, and there wasn't much of her in this episode. I think, but um, I'm sure they'll, yeah, I'm sure they'll get involved next episode. Okay, so is it is it is it time? It's time for some music. Oh shit! I'm you, supposed you, to do a keyboard solo. You're doing your keyboard solo. I'm sorry, I forgot about the keyboard solo. So Next got, week. So I've just got to do a, <laughs> just got to do a blank guitar riff. Got ad lib, ad lib. Okay. Uh... Music. <laughs> okay, that do that do. Okay, first up, um, Steve Casper and Cowboy Angst. Uh, they're country blues, uh, country blues, LA-based band. And the song, Where Are You? And that is while Pam is trying to kill Tara. And with the Black Angels, who are a psychedelic rock band from Texas, and their song, Yellow Elevator Number 2, when the werewolves are getting initiated. Um, next up, Patty Scalfa. Scalfa? Uh, Scalfa, backing singer in the E Street Band, and married to Mr. Springsteen. Wow, lucky lady. Um, <laughs> a, a song called Tank called Heartbreak, and that is when Naomi and Tara break up. <laughs> <laughs> And we have Alejandro Escovedo, who's a Texan singer-songwriter, uh, featuring Bruce Springsteen, who's Bruce Springsteen. Rock legend. And uh, their song, Always a Friend, when Jason's fantasising about Jessica. Uh, next we have a contemporary rock band from New York called The Shake. And the song is called Dying Ain't the End of the World. And that is Sam and Luna at Malotte's. And we have Scott Hall, who's a Texan singer-songwriter, and his song, Send Mary a Letter, when Elseed and Debbie are uh, having their boring love scene. And finally, uh, a legendary yeah. punk producer and new wave singer-songwriter, um, Mr. Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe is awesome. I saw Nick Lowe at the Albert Hall and he fucking rocked. Yeah, oh, you saw Nick Lowe? Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot you saw him live. Um, and that song was called Cold Grey Light of Dawn, which was the end credits and the episode title. Yes. Okay, I do believe now it's time for our What the Fuck of the Week. <laughs> of the week is Dr. Ludwig's treatment for Pam's flesh-rotting curse. <laughs> yeah. Pam's looking pretty wrong at the Pam, moment. Pam is having a season of suffering. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was bad when, you know, her, her lip started falling off and, just, <laughs> and then her ear, ear dropped off. And then it's all of her skin. <laughs> but to have like a, a skin peel like that and, and have, have to have injections for the rest of her life. I'm sure she won't. Her eternal I'm sh- life. 
Oof. I'm sure they'll cure her. I'm sure that the curse will be lifted. But how fucked up can a vampire get before she dies? Like, would, what if you cut off all a vampire's limbs? Do they grow back? Well, the, the, the Sophie-Anne's legs grew back in the book, so I'm wondering... Sophie-Anne's legs grew back in the book? We, yeah, we spoke what? about that in the last podcast, I think. I don't, I don't remember, but... Uh, <laughs> Obviously, it was a good night you've No, forgotten. that was like five days ago. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm thinking quite a lot of Pam could have fallen off before she'd actually die. But it's okay, Oof. she's fine now. But she's rotting from the inside as well. But she's going to look pretty, so it's okay. Okay. Now it's time for our line of the week. And our line of the week is. Worth! I was fucking my wife! <laughs> you sound like the guy from League of Gentlemen. <laughs> you sound like Pops uh, from League I, of Gentlemen. I apologise for that, that, that impression. <laughs> Um, uh, obviously, that was Don Bartolo. <laughs> and so, so the, his wife, uh, his wife is like pregnant with Jesus's uncle or aunt. Yeah. Yeah, or half uncle aunt. So how old? <laughs> how old's Don? What we we thinking? What sixties? He's got to be in his sixties. Yeah, he's virile. And 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 his wife probably what twenties. Twenty? Yeah. She. Yeah. Get way, in there. Way to go, Don. <laughs> yes. Respect to Don. You are the Don. Okay, time for some news. Okay, firstly, some exciting news. Sam Trammell's wife, Missy, has given birth to twin baby boys. Oh, congratulations, oh. congratulations to you both. Oh, any guesses for names? Um, Sam and Tommy. Sam and Tommy. <laughs> Sam Jr. and Tommy. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Alexander Skarsgård has revealed that he receives over a thousand birthday cards from his fans every birthday. Wow. And 500 sexual offers, I reckon. <laughs> as little as that? Come on. Uh, uh, so, so he's asked that instead of sending him birthday cards and gifts, could fans please donate money to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank? Nice. Which is very nice man, nice man. You can learn about this um, on ascarsguard.com. I'll put a link to that on our website. Okay, so Alan Ball is going to be executive producer on a new show called Banshee. Um, the pro- the programme will air on Cinemax and will be about an ex-con martial arts expert who poses as a, sh- as a sheriff in a small Amish town named Banshee. Wow, that sounds good. Wow. <laughs> yes. So do you think, is this why he's hinted for a little while that he's going to be taking a back seat with True Blood? Is If this series yeah. takes off, then presumably he'll be dedicating more time to that. So is this a whole new show that's been made or is this a pilot? Have they had a pilot, do you know, or...? No, I think what happened was HBO were going to make the show and then they sold the rights to this Cinemax channel who were like their rivals. But So oh. Alan Ball's going to be working for a rival channel. Wow. So that's kind of, that could be interesting. Okay, now it is time for some spoilers. Tune out now if you don't want to hear any spoilers about next week's episode. Spoilers! Firstly, episode eight is called Spellbound. Hmm. Uh, synopsis for next week. As Bill and Marnie brace for a dangerous midnight face-off, Suki and Eric pledge their allegiance to the king. Good! That's it. Uh, Jason is torn between friendship and passion, and Jessica is spurned from two homes. Lafayette becomes the pawn of a tormented spirit. Ah. Ah. Tommy takes a walk in someone else's shoes. Mm. Sam contends with yet another ad- adversary in Marcus. 
who's Luna's ex and ah. is the leader of Alcide's new werewolf ah. pack. Ah. Interesting stuff. Okay, we've got some general spoilers. Uh, there's going to be a flashback to the 1930s. What are we thinking? The ghost? The well, I'm thinking the ghost. Mavis the ghost? Mavis the ghost. Also, King Bill is going to make a TV appearance. Mm. That's going to be interesting. And Alexander Skarsgård says that his best scenes of the season are yet... <laughs> <laughs> Text message. Alexander Skarsgård <laughs> says that his best scenes of the season are yet to come. Whoa! <laughs> so what are we thinking his best scenes when he... When he Regains his memory. Uh, when Bill and Eric and Suki have a threesome. That's my yes. guess. <laughs> when he regains his memory. And then he gains his memory in the middle of the threesome. While he's looking at Bill's... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have some links. Uh, a link to Alexander Skarsgård's charity appeal for his birthday. Don't send him birthday cards, people. Make charity donations. And also, I thought you might find the Wikipedia article on the Louisiana Creole French language interesting. That's the language yeah. that Mavis was speaking. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So, I, I believe we've come to the end of our path yet again. <laughs> we will see you next week. Take care. Enjoy the episode. Have a nice week. And bye for now. Bye for now.